You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 260. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 260. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hello, hello. Did you get all that uh, celery out of your teeth? Take it easy. Take it easy. Nobody needs to know about that. Why you? Why you put me on blast? It's, it's celery gets stuck on your teeth. I, it sure that's, does. That's, that's why I don't eat it's it. It's just stringy. It really is by nature. It's by stringy. nature. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you made it to the show with really healthy gums. <laughs> I'm feeling flossy. Yes, that's right. Flossy, flossy. Welcome to the show, everybody. We have a topic today around motivation, and we're going to talk about six ways that you can stay connected to whatever goal that you have and continue your motivation and momentum. And I think this is kind of a good time to talk about it because a lot of times we are kind of halfway through the year, which is where we are right now, and we can kind of evaluate have we really done a lot of our 2018 goals or the Mm. things that we wanted to accomplish? Absolutely. So this might give you a little bit of perspective on perhaps why things have fallen by the wayside or give you some ideas on how to jumpstart those goals back into action so that you can really finish 2018 on a high. It's a great checkpoint. I think so. Yeah. It's kind of been eye-opening for me even just putting – the agenda together, I'm like, okay, yeah, there's definitely some things I need to regroup mm. and kind of reassess. I think we all do. We all do. That's right. And you may have heard me mention this last week, but my program, Deep Down and Dirty, oh, will yeah. be Triple D, baby. Triple D. It's my bra size. Not <laughs> will be opening up for registration in July. And I am pulling together a VIP interest list. If you've heard me talk about VIP interest lists in the past, basically what I do is I put together a list of people who are really interested in something that I have coming up, whether it's a retreat or deep down and dirty or whatever it might be. And then the people who are on that list end up getting kind of like a a pre-sale that happens before it's available. And what happens then is not only do you get dibs on it that you can actually get in, but you get the absolute best deals. You always have the best coupon codes for the biggest savings. And I always throw in some sort of delicious extra bonus. And the one for Deep Down and Dirty is pretty fucking amazing. Oh, do we get to know what it is? Sure. It's all around self-forgiveness. Self-forgiveness. Actually, it's forgiveness for everybody. Forgiveness for yourself, forgiveness for other people. Oh, so, so just giving forgiveness to everybody. That's right. And <laughs> well, and it's it's really I talk about that concept of forgiveness because a lot of times if you have a lot of anger towards your ex, let's say, you don't want to forgive them. Yeah. You don't yeah, want to yeah. forgive mom and dad oh, for being assholes when you were growing up. And so we <laughs> even talk about the terminology and how to rectify that so that you're not suffering anymore. But that's just 
the early bird bonus just for the VIP list. So anyway, what you need to know is if you are interested in potentially going through Deep Down and Dirty, which spans almost four months, it's the biggest, meatiest, most transformative program that I put together. Yeah. It's the exact same program I take my one-on-one clients through. I just put it in a group environment so that it can be far less expensive. So if you're interested in that, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash DDD and get your name on that VIP interest list and you'll be hearing more about it in the coming weeks. And I'm going to share a little bit Later, some thoughts from some previous students who just went through it. I typically do one round of Deep Down and Dirty at the very beginning of the year in January, and then we do a summer edition that usually launches in Jan- in July. It's one of those things that like, if you want to really end 2018 like a boss, like or a boss. you want to head into the holidays, you know, in the fall, oh, yeah. being able to speak up for yourself and have boundaries with, you know, the mother-in-laws and mm-hmm. all of those things, it might be the perfect opportunity for you. That's a perfect example of situations where we don't speak up Mm -hmm. and we don't have boundaries and we don't share what we really think because we don't want to rock the boat and and all of those things. Why don't we pass the mic over to you? Because you seem like you're kind of squirrely today. I need to learn. You need to I, I have a lot of learning to do. You need some airtime. Well, okay, here's our here's my airtime. Okay. There's a there's a little episode on this show that we like to call Would You Rather and Today's Would You Rather <laughs> is Would You Rather Have a Snapping Turtle Snap Onto Your Tongue and Get Stuck There? Oh my God. Or Get Your Tongue Stuck to a Frozen Pole with No Warm Water for Miles. You wouldn't have, have to have, have a, cup a cup of, of warm, warm water, water, would you? Hi <laughs> there. Hey, kids. You wouldn't happen to have a cup of warm water, <laughs> would you? If you're a Dumb and Dumber fan, that made you laugh out loud. We burned a hole in oh, yeah. that VHS. Yeah, that that VHS was definitely thin taped. Oh, my gosh. We we watched that a lot in the early days of mm-hmm. the Smith Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so let me think. A snapping turtle or – you know what? I think I would – I think I would take the pole because... Would you? (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Take it down a notch. (laughs) Because I feel like I could like really focus and muster up some saliva and try to like... (laughs) And like drool on your tongue? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because even in Dumb and Dumber, he like when he talks, it's all like... like, Like the drool falls out the side so you know you're still making saliva so if you could just oh yeah because that is totally not fiction i get what you're saying but i could focus on the logic mr smith (laughs) so i would take (laughs) i would take a little pool that i would collect from the side and then i would try to like drizzle it on top that's that's what i would pick because snapping turtle do you think you could do the same thing to a snapping turtle like just drizzle drool on it (laughs) drizzle drool (laughs) I don't. I feel like there's so many other factors here, like infection and disease. Oh, and what about the pole? It might have infection. It, it might. I'm going to take. But a my turtle's chances. got a lot more chance. Okay. And what would you pick? I think there's more damage that can happen from a snapping turtle. Like right? they can put a split in your tongue, and you look like one of those like snake fork tongue people. Yeah. No judgment. No judgment. If just I don't want to look like that. But or if you do. That's fine. Yeah. 
Or, you know, you might get freezer burn on your tongue and never be able to taste jalapenos again. I don't know. That'd be fine with me. That would be okay with you. That would definitely be okay mm. with me. I am not Although, a spicy food girl. The spice is on the sides of the tongue, not the tip. But oh, tip check of the you, tongue. Tip check of the you tongue. out with all your anatomy geeking out. <laughs> so you're gonna pick. You're gonna pick the pole too. I don't take the pole, but I'll pick the pole. You are gonna have a life on the pole. Uh, no, I'm not gonna swing from a pole. You are gonna have a life. My pole. tongue might be stuck to a pole. All right. That's on that note, I think... <laughs> Moving on. You guys should come over to the After Hours community and let us know what you would rather. If you aren't <laughs> aware of this, I have a private Facebook group that is open to audience members, and it's called the Joy Junkie After Hours Club, and... It is completely free. Like I said, I do tons of additional trainings. We do a Q&A every single Thursday live, answering whatever's coming up for you throughout oh, you your week. Q and slay. Q and slay, yeah, I yeah. mean. Let's, let's get to it. And on Mondays, we talk about the biggest takeaways from the pod and also Would You Rather, which is hilarious to hear everybody's I know. Rationale. This last one was a lot of fun. And then people trying to break the rules and like, why do I have to pick one? Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the whole point of Would You Rather. Just don't uh, even comment. If you're- <laughs> Hashtag jam. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So be sure to go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. That will reroute you right over to the Facebook group. And then you can come hang out. And there's always additional freebies and things like that in there. I've created an entire pod resource vault specifically for the After Hours group, mm. which you will definitely want to be a part of because it's more free training. Hello. It's a lot more free. Okay, so let's talk about ways to stay motivated. What do you Mm. say? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, let's go, honey. (laughs) What do you got for us today? How many steps? Six. Six. There we go. What's our first step? There we go. All right. (laughs) Number one, get connected to your why. So let's take a goal that a lot of people have, which is typically something in the realm of fitness, you know, I want to mm, get healthy. Okay. Maybe you want to try a new keto diet, or maybe you want to join a kickboxing gym like I just did, mm-hmm. or train for a marathon or an Ironman if you're quite adventurous or whatever it might be. But you've got this goal that you've wanted to accomplish, and you feel that you're kind of waxing and waning in your motivation. And it's really hard to get up every day and actually go running, or it's hard to really food prep, or it's hard to actually reorganize the house if that's maybe one of your goals. Whatever it might be, a lot of times we get caught up in the minutia and in the small baby steps that are kind of cumbersome and not so fun. So if you can connect to the bigger why, like the reason why you would get up at 5 a.m. to go start running, the reason why you want to fuel your body with better sustenance, the reason why you actually want a clean home or you want to accomplish that degree, it's what helps you get through writing that dissertation for months and months and months to get your doctoral degree. Yes. Those moments of getting up at 5 a.m. or staying up at till all hours of the night writing and rewriting your dissertation, those moments are the ones in which we lack motivation typically because there's no payoff. There's only struggle, right? Mm, That's yeah. only struggle in that moment. Sure. Because you lose sight of the end target. Exactly. So if you can really stay focused on the reason why you are doing these challenging tasks, that can help you see 
the meta view versus the micro view, which is something we talked about a lot when I went to coaching school. Because it really is kind of a metaphor for how we view our life all the time. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we're going after something big or we want, you know, a greater financial future for ourselves or we want a really rich, connected relationship. But it's the stuff that happens every single day that's so challenging that we just kind of go, meh. This is too hard. This is too uncomfortable because we're stuck in the micro. So if you can look at the big picture of why, why do I even give a fuck about having a healthy body? What is the importance of having a really organized, clean home? What do I assume that having a doctoral degree is going to give me? Why does that matter to me? And getting really clear on that. So if you can even take pen to paper and just look at, here is what I've been shooting for. Here's Mm -hmm. the goal. Why the fuck does that matter? And then keep going through it, like essentially with multiple whys. So if you say, well, I want to do that because then I'll have a really reputable degree. Okay, why does that matter? Well, that matters because then I'll be able to have a lot more options with jobs. And why does that matter? Because that gives me a sense of freedom. And why mm. does that matter? Because that's fulfilling to me. You see what I'm saying? Right, like you, you have to snowball it almost, yeah. Just keep going kind of down the keep big digging. Y portal mm-hmm. and look at why the fuck do I care about accomplishing this goal? Because sometimes what you'll find is that you've been on autopilot to accomplish something that you actually don't care that much about. Mm. A great example would be having kids because you just think you're supposed to, because you just think you have to. I was in that mode. You were definitely in that mode Mm -hmm. (laughs) until you met me. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, you think here's the natural progression or here's how I was raised. Here's the natural way things go about. And you don't stop to really question, wait a minute, is this actually a desire of my heart? Or is this a social obligation? Is this a familial obligation? You went through a situation when you were going to PT school, I remember years and years ago, where you kind of realized that I'm pursuing this actually because of my father's desire, my father's dream. When I really stand back and look at this, it's not the avenue that I want to go to. I'd rather do something that didn't have all the red tape and bureaucracy and licensure and all of those things, and which led you down the massage path. Yeah, I I really realized that I was losing the autonomy of treating my patients by going through an insurance model. Right. And at that time, being if you were going to be a physical therapist, you were in the insurance model, right. which is how it was. So I was looking for ways to find that fulfillment and ways to access the needs of my clients without having somebody over the telephone tell me what it was. That's right. So yeah, I was kind of looking for that why. And that was it. And that's a perfect example of it was somebody else's why. Mm-hmm. I went through that too when I was looking at continuing my career as a trainer, a corporate trainer and makeup artist and working in sort of the cosmetic industry. And I kind of looked at, I hit this major quarter life crisis kind of in my early 20s or mid 20s rather. And I kind of went, what the fuck am I doing this for? And I kind of realized that I had lost my big why Mm. and that it had shifted. Sometimes that's the case too, where it's like what you really wanted for the longest time, you almost have to mourn the loss of it. I definitely went through that where I was like, I don't 
I don't want this anymore. And right. I kind of had to grieve because I was like, oh, that's not the trajectory of my life anymore. Sure. All right. So get connected to your big why. Why the fuck do you even want to accomplish this thing? What do you think that it's going to give you? And ultimately, the question that you can ask yourself is when you think of actually achieving this goal, does it excite you? When you think about that flawlessly organized garage or holding that degree in your hand, does it excite you? When you think about being able to lift your grandkids again after having some real ailments with your your physicality, is that goal something that you're like, fuck yeah, then you're on the right track, my friend. Hmm, okay. Next step, number two, I want you to crystallize your goal and break it down into baby steps. Now, I've done a handful of podcasts specifically about goal setting, and I usually do one around the beginning of every year. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes because if you need more help specifically on breaking things down or making them really crystallized, there are pods for that and worksheets. So there is one particular episode where you can break everything down and I have a whole planning guide for you. So be sure to check out thejoyjunkie.com slash 260. That's this episode. And in the show notes, you can find links to those other pods if you want a little bit more of a deeper dive. So the deal behind crystallize your goal is to make it quantifiable and realistic. Because a lot of times we will just throw around things that we want like, oh, I'd really like to get healthy. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Something really crystallized would say, I want to be able to hike this particular trail in under 30 minutes. That is a very specific health goal. Yes. And the reason why this is a piece of motivation is because it helps set you up for success. If you have a very tangible goal that feels as though you could actually achieve it, because you know what your time is on that trail, right? right? And you know, okay, I'm clocking in at 37 minutes. I need to just hustle a little bit. I feel myself a little bit lagging over here. That sort of motivation that you garner from that is very different than you just sitting around going, I'd really like to get healthy. Right, right, because that's too ambiguous. You need the Mm -hmm. specificity. And again, in some of those goal-setting episodes, there's a lot more for you to dig in with regards to that. So I want you to think about whatever it is that you are desiring to accomplish right now, whether it is, let's say, getting a new job. If the goal is to get a new job, get really fucking clear on paper what it is that you want. And then get really clear about the steps you need to take. What does Hmm. that look like? Does that mean committing to 10 resumes submitted every single week? Does that look like contacting a recruiter by the end of this week, getting much more solid on the actual goal that you want to manifest. Same thing like if you want to manifest a soulmate, which I'm going to, I coincidentally have done a pod on that too. I'm going to make sure I link to that. Is that in the Deep Down and Dirty? No, not specifically on manifesting your soulmate, but in Deep Down and Dirty, we do talk specifically about exercises you can do to manifest your soul tribe mm. and friendships and so connections. Just on manifestation in general. Yeah. Got and. It. We talk a lot about that in particular, and it's the same sort of concept. Okay. Yeah, great question. All right, so number one, get connected to your big why. Number two, crystallize your goal and break it down into baby steps. And bonus points if you can put those baby steps on a timeline, like on an actual specific timeline. Yeah. Number three, 
Get yourself talk on lockdown. Get yourself talk on lockdown. Now, you definitely talk about that in, uh, deep down and dirty. Yeah, you know, and I, I actually want to read you a little something from some past students with deep down and dirty because we talk at length about our core belief systems. We actually spend two weeks on that. And that's okay. something that I very specifically do not address on the podcast because it really requires mentorship. It's mm. not something that I can just say, go listen to this while you're in your car. Right. It really is something that we need to dissect and people need support with. So I want to read you something that Christina wrote because uh, – let me just back up. The reason why I, I emphasize beliefs is because that is our core operating system and it's oftentimes subconscious. Like if we say, you know, do you believe that you're valuable? A lot of times people will be like, sure, no, I know that I'm enough. Mm-hmm. Consciously. But subconsciously, sort of that lizard brain is still feeding you with these narratives around you're not good enough, smart enough, valuable enough, competent enough, thin enough, educated enough, whatever it happens to be. So let me read you what Christina wrote after doing this, actually this last round of Deep Down and Dirty. She said, it was absolutely amazing. In just 12 weeks, I came out with a new mindset. I am enough. This course has taught me all about quieting my inner critic, believing in myself, and standing my ground. There is no way to describe the heart and soul Amy puts into her work. She has a way of explaining hard concepts in an easy, understandable manner. If you're ready to find a happier, healthier, more lovable version of yourself, then you need to take this class. It has been one of the best decisions I have ever made. Amy and my tribe have forever changed my life. Ooh, wow. And I, I have to tell you, I'm first of all, I'm so proud of her and I'm so proud of all of the all of the students who've gone through deep down and dirty because they're the ones who actually make that happen, right? Like I give them everything I can possibly do, but they're the ones who really dissect and they look at that self-talk and they change how they speak to themselves and they really do buy into this notion that they are valuable, they are enough. And a lot of that happens through the actual repetition of the group. That's right. That's one of the reasons why this body of work I feel is so effective is because it spans over almost four months. So what happens throughout that time is it's not just, oh, I listen to a podcast here or I read some, you know, nice book over here. We are habituating a brand new reality, a Mm -hmm. new way of operating, one in which allows you to feel like enough. So again, if we're going back to this concept of motivation, and how to stay on track, your self-talk is paramount to you accomplishing your goals. So for instance, if you are wanting to, let's say, get your PhD and you're working on your dissertation or you're working on your various classes or whatever, and your constant thought pattern is one that is demeaning or negative, like, well, you're never going to be in the top percentile of your class, or Hmm. I doubt that this is ever going to get you anywhere, or you're only doing this because you think that's what other people appreciate, or you're really wrapped up in this negative commentary, you might still accomplish the goal, but you won't be happy. Hmm. That is the biggest difference. And in fact, I've been kind of contending with this lately around finances and around money. And I really noticed 
first through my emotions, like, oh, I'm feeling kind of down. I'm feeling kind of depressed. I'm feeling kind of shitty. What's happening there? Oh, well, I've been speaking really negatively to myself specifically around this one category, right? Right. Around business growth and financial house and stuff like that. And so I thought, okay, I know what gets me out of that. I know what helps me change that mindset, which I'm actually going to talk about here in, in a few more steps. But I started doing those things that I knew infused my self-talk in a positive way. Yes. So I started listening to books. I started replaying things that I could have input into my mind in such a way that it helped foster positive self-talk. That's awesome. So catch it. And again, we talk about this at length in Deep Down and Dirty. We end up spending about four weeks specifically on all things self-talk and belief systems. But we look at finding the information however it comes to you. For me, I'm extremely emotional. So I usually feel something before I think it. Mm -hmm. So if I'm feeling kind of depressed, I'm like, ooh, that's my entry point. And I can stop and go, wait a minute, what's happening? What have I been thinking? What have I been saying to myself? Interesting. Some people are far more verbal and they actually hear the dialogue happening in their own mind. Whatever the entry point is for you, pay attention to that and shift it to something more powerful. So even something like you are allowed to accomplish this or you are capable of accomplishing this or you have everything needed to manifest your dreams, something that you can reroute kind of that negative behavior in your mind. I think one of the things that people get stuck with, gets stuck for me, actually not fear of failure, but fear of success. Mm-hmm. What if it actually does happen? Then all the work that I have to do or all of the things that come with that success. Or all my family's going to be wanting money or it's going to break whatever, up my right? marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or I'm not going to be able to spend time with my kids or whatever it might be. So you have to reevaluate whether that's really a goal that you want. Because you're saying to yourself, I'm giving up this so I can have this. Does that make me happier? Does that make my family happier? Does that make the people around me happier? Or is that a lie? For instance, if you think, because sometimes that's a money story too. Oh, just to, oh yeah, like you're telling yourself that to, as an excuse. Exactly. Mm, so yeah. that's why it's so important to have like... Mentorship. Mentorship or journaling time or a therapist to talk through it with. Because you might think, for instance, like let's say you grew up in a family. I actually know people like this. They've grown up in a family where the minute the family became affluent and there became a little bit more of wealth and riches in the family, parents got divorced Mm -hmm. or a massive family fight broke out. And then now millions of years later... (laughs) Not millions, but now in your adult life, you you kind of equate affluence with family breaking up. Yeah. So it's, but it's only in dissecting that goal and really looking at like, is this fear founded in intuition or is this actually just straight up fear trying to hold me back? Wow. Well, that's why a program like yours is so important. You know, it kind of untangles all that stuff. And you have my support, like kind of the entire time, sure. you know? Okay. And, and in this case, the support of the group. 
And that piece is huge. Huge, yeah. I can't even tell you how many like besties have come out of these groups. Yeah. Okay. Number one, get connected to your big why. Why the fuck do you even want this? Number two, crystallize the goal. Break it into baby steps. Number three, get yourself talk on lockdown. So come up with a very specific phrase, something you want to say to yourself. Number four, get connected to the end result. This is taking that why, if you've determined that that why really is in service of your personal fulfillment get connected to the meta view instead of the micro view. So one of the ways that you can do this is setting up a reward system of, Mm. okay, once I finish this section of my book proposal, (laughs) or once I finish this section of the house that I want to organize, then I get to treat myself to fill in the blank. Mm. Massage, house cleaner, whatever you want. Getting your reward system on lockdown. Even if it's something like a reward of taking an hour out to watch your favorite Netflix when you kind of guilt yourself for that pleasure. Sure. Something like that could be a great reward. Another great thing to do is to have a bunch of visual cues peppered throughout your environment. So for instance, let's say one of your goals is to have a trip to Italy and you decide to have pictures of all the places you want to visit kind of up on a storyboard for yourself. Or maybe you have a map and you've pinpointed all of the locations you want to visit. Or maybe you buy a really awesome Italian coffee table book and you have that out on display where you can visually get connected to the end result. Not how hard it is to actually put that money into savings. Not how frustrating it is to actually have to say no to that concert because you really want to go to Italy instead and you have to save that money. Yeah. All of the minutiae and the day in and day out tasks that get you to your end result oftentimes aren't that thrilling or fun. So if you can do something in your environment visually, play music that is connected to the end result. If it is something like fitness goal, what if you played Eye of the Tiger, you know, and it got you connected (laughs) to being sort of this fighter, right? Or like a vision board of people that have the physique that you're looking for. Perfect. Great example. Which I've done before. As long as that is motivating for you and not a deterrent for you. Yes, absolutely. Just one other option. I do know, especially with the way our culture is, a lot of times, for females more, I hear this from more than anybody else, is that viewing fitness celebrities and stuff like that online is really depressing for them and not motivating, which actually leads me into number five, which is know how you thrive and operate best. Hmm. For me, I've never been triggered by that. Like, I don't look at other women who are in amazing shape and go, oh my gosh, I'm such a fat cow. I just, (laughs) I've never been triggered by body shit like that. That's good. I, I just haven't been. But... I do know that if somebody tries to tough love me into motivation, I shut the fuck down. Uh Like, I shut down. So I have to tell you specifically, like, don't try to tough love me. What I need to hear is you're going to get this. You get this every single time. I know you're going to accomplish it. So I have to really communicate about how I operate best. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of this also has to do with what you consume. As I was mentioning just a few minutes ago, I know that if I've gotten myself into sort of a spiral around my business, so for me, I'm far more triggered by seeing other really successful people in my same space online. So if I am in a place where I'm a little bit more bummed out or discouraged or not feeling as on top of my game, 
I notice that and then I eliminate the triggers that continue to make me feel like shit. So those are the moments when I take a little bit of a sabbatical from all things social media because that tends to be triggering for me. And then I start infusing my mind with the things that I know help me. I know meditation helps me. So I jump back into that routine. I will jump back into some journaling about manifestation that is helpful for me. I really watch what I consume as far as television and things like that. It's those moments when I have to turn off the Kardashians and I have to turn on Jen Sincero and listen to You Are a Badass at Making Money, which, by the way, is the most amazing financial book, by the way. It's a really good book. Yeah. I've read that twice now. I think I've listened to it probably about four times. Oh, wow. But it's just, it's about having it on repeat. It's a reference novel too, a reference book rather. And you Um, hear something different every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also good, like there's another podcast I listen to and it's the same thing over and over and over. Like the callers that call in are calling about the same thing because they're newer callers or whatever. But it's a constant reminder of the foundational steps that you need yeah. in your finances. So it's it's really good for me to listen to. Most of the time, we don't learn a concept and then we're just good. <laughs> right, right, right. We need that repetition. We need yeah. it over and over again. I mean, think about if you were to – anyone who's gone to like a fitness class and there is like choreography to learn, the first oh, time you learn – You're like, what the actual fuck? And then the next time, it's significantly easier to pick it up. Uh, I guess that depends. (laughs) Depending (laughs) on your level of coordination. I am not that person. You just give up. I do, because I'm like, this is not happening. If you went the second time, you might actually... See that that changes. And oh, the same, call me out on the podcast. The same is true for repeating personal growth concepts, right? Like you're never done. We don't take a class or go on a retreat and then we're magically fucking cured of all, all fear and all of that. It's yeah. a, main, a maintenance process. That's why I'm always trying to be as candid with you guys as, as I can be that I have things that I pro- program into my life in order to maintain. I'm constantly taking classes. I always have a coach, my own personal coach. I'm checking in with my daily strategies and what I'm doing on a daily basis to keep me connected and motivated. And that is a huge one for me is my morning meditation and what I am journaling about and then what I choose to consume throughout the day. Because I notice, because I'm an avid NPR listener, even though I like to stay abreast to everything that's going on in our culture and in our society, it's also depressing as fuck. Yeah. And I don't get brilliant business ideas when I'm listening to the atrocities that are happening. <laughs> so I think that there's an element of staying informed, but watch what you're inundated with. Watch the consistent messaging. Because if I've done nothing but NPR for a week, I'm fucking depressed. Yeah. And I'm I'm down in the dumps. So I need to listen to things that keep me motivated. So what are those things for you? How do you thrive and how do you operate best? Another example of this is watching things like what gets you into motivation when, let's say you're working out, right? So my motivation around working out has totally changed. I used to operate the absolute best by working out at home. 
And I loved it. I was motivated by having home fitness programs. I would have a whole system to it, and I loved it. Since we've been out here in North Carolina, things have changed a little bit for me, and I realized that doesn't motivate me anymore. That method doesn't. My big why is still the same. The reason why I want to be healthy is not changed, but I need to change my method. New pathway, yeah. So I started searching that out. What will help me stay motivated in a physical arena? Well, joining this new kickboxing gym has totally worked. I absolutely love it. In fact, I was telling you last night, it motivates me. Just the medium motivates me. So is there something that you need to tweak around the actual processes or operations that doesn't work for you? For instance, are you getting together with a mastermind over the phone when what you really need is an in-person networking group? Right. Your overall goal of networking or camaraderie might be the same, but perhaps the method is off. So look at how you thrive and how you operate best and set yourself up for success. If you know working on whatever goal it is, let's say you're reorganizing the house and you are so much more on fire in the morning, then schedule it in the morning. Don't try to set yourself up to work on it at night when you're fucking exhausted. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean about knowing how you thrive, knowing how you operate best, set yourself up for success. Okay, number Um, one. Wait, let me just add one point to that. I think one of the things that I struggle with and I have to reevaluate all the time is, is that just my method? Like when I'm reaching for a goal, there's sometimes when I think, Okay, this is the quickest route. This is the way that will get me there the fastest. It most may not, efficient. Most efficient way. It's not necessarily how I'm motivated, but I'm motivated by how quickly that will go. Yeah, and then that's Instead a perfect of, example. Well, I'm going to take my time and go this way because I feel better about it. You know, I do choose that sometimes. But you also have to kind of disassociate. All right, sometimes you got to just get in the trenches and get it done. That's right. You know, and it's maybe not how you operate, but it's the best way to get there if you look at it all in a a broad spectrum. And then that becomes the new motivation is the efficiency, how rapid it is, how fast you're going to get to the other side. That becomes the motivation. Now, knowing you and knowing that you value strategy so much, like seriously, (laughs) you guys, we can't even go to Target without him being like, now that does not make sense for us to go to that department first. We need to go over it. Now, what all do we need? You know? So there is a real strong value for you, and which equals fulfillment. Values are how we are fulfilled. So for you, that works, <laughs> right? And so with a strategic mind, if you think, okay, the, this makes the most sense. If I can knock this out right now, that is a way in which you operate, mm-hmm. a motivating factor. That's a great point. Thank you for bringing that up. Okay, so quick recap. One, get connected to your big why. Number two, crystallize your goal. Break it down into baby steps. Number three, get your self-talk on lockdown. Number four, get connected to the overall end result visually or auditorially, however, kinesthetically, however you are stimulated the most. Number five, know how you thrive and know how you operate best and set yourself up for success. Number six, get support and accountability. This is why trainers at the gym have a job. This is why financial investors have a job. This is why I have a fucking job. Because people thrive on accountability and support. 
And everybody operates in a different way. I have some clients who are like, please tough love me. Do not sugarcoat anything. I need massive ass kicking. And then I have other clients who are like, please be straight with me, but be super gentle. And I'm like, okay, I can cater to that because that's how they operate best. And because they thrive on accountability. This is also one of the reasons why Deep Down and Dirty students have so much success. They're paired up with a badass buddy. They get to connect about whatever they're talking about that week, whether it is value systems. I mean, we go into a whole week specifically on what do you value? Who are Mm -hmm. you? And how to live in accordance with that. But having that support constantly every single week, the strategy of it. Think about if you had to take a course at home to learn how to speak Spanish and you had to have that diligence of scheduling into your week three di- – I, I even tried this – three different days where you're going to spend one hour every single one of those days working on learning Spanish right? Yeah. The likelihood of your success is far less than if you were to actually enroll in a Spanish course mm-hmm. that, or a Spanish immersion program or sure. something that had you on a very specific locked-in schedule where you set yourself up by for success mm-hmm. by having it in your calendar already. It's one of the reasons why me having a coach is so advantageous because I know it's built into my calendar. I always have that opportunity to debrief or work on my shit. And that's one of the reasons why Deep Down and Dirty is so imperative for people because it's over that longer span of time. We meet every single week. You have a place to commune and talk to one another about what's happening with you. You have all of that support. When does that start? Well, it will actually be open for registration kind of towards the end of July. Okay. But if you want to be sure to be on that VIP list that I mentioned earlier, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash DDD. And you, and there's obviously no obligation or anything. It just means you'll be the absolute first to get your hands on the extra forgiveness bonus. I like and, to get my hands on the extra. Oh, wow. Wow. Take it easy. <laughs> All right. So again, quick little recap. Number one, get connected to your big why. Number two, Distill that goal down. Break it into baby steps. Number three, get yourself talk on lock. And if you really need some support in that arena, get your ass to class with Deep Down and Dirty. And number four, get connected to the end result. Number five, know how you thrive and operate best and set yourself up for success. And number six, get support and accountability. An accountability buddy, something like that. That sounds good. So that you can really make sure that you stay motivated. And then a lot of times too, this is something that's so helpful for me with you or with my best friend is I can just say like, hey, I'm feeling like I suck. And they can go, no, you don't. You're amazing. And that can help ramp up that motivation for you. Cool. Anything else you wanted to throw into the space? Hmm, I don't think so. Cool. I think I'm good. All right. I think I've said quite enough this episode. I think so. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll we'll see you around these parts next week. Don't forget to check the show notes for all of the links that you might need. And here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Mm.